Hello and welcome to Hindsight is a Wonderful Thing, the podcast where we talk about everything we wish we'd known when we were applying for various things. My name is Maddie and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. George Duncan. Hi, I'm George and I am very special. Yes, you're very special. What my mum tells me. Oh, that's very sweet of her. Yeah. I can tell you too if that's what you want to hear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good, yeah. Spoiler alert, George is also my partner. Yeah. And that's why he was definitely not forced to do this episode with me. Never. I was a very enthusiastic and uh, willing and loving boyfriend. Of course, you always are. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Hindsight is a Wonderful Thing, where, with hindsight, we've just discussed our relationship. Yeah. And I think it is a wonderful thing. I agree. Today's episode... We're going to be talking about George nearly finished his degree in classical archaeology and ancient history at University of Oxford. Uh, that is right, yeah. I've, I've finished all my teaching and I've just got exams left. Yes. So the general structure of this podcast is going to be, you're going to tell us a little bit about what you're up to now, kind of what the near future holds for you, and then we're going to talk a bit about your degree, your application experience. And based on all that, what advice you'd have for everyone listening? Yeah, sounds good. Tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to now. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just coming up to the end of my third year. Um, I finished all of the, the teaching and the weekly work. And now I'm just in the very closing stages of my dissertation, got to cut down about a thousand more words, and then I'll be revising for exams in the summer. Yeah. It's all very exciting. It is. It's very exciting. And part of this podcast is that you are an Oxford student. So would you mind telling the people of this podcast all about your college, the good bits, the bad bits, and, you know, what Oriel is like? Uh, yeah, sure. So, so Oriel is... Uh, it's quite old, which is nice because um, it feels very Oxfordy. Um, but you know, it is a bit old-fashioned sometimes, and it's quite small, which is nice. So you pretty much know all the other undergrads. But um, you know, sometimes that's it feels like maybe you would want there to be more people or it to be a bit of a bigger place. Yeah, it's it's nice and central. Yeah, and no, so it's a really good location. Yeah. Yeah, probably good location and. I feel like it's quite a slimmed down version of a lot of the bigger, maybe more well-known colleges, would you say? Yeah, I'd say it probably has everything that you would associate with like a very Oxfordy college. Yeah. It's not very, not necessarily very much of it. So on that, could you tell us what your experience has been like? Uh, sure. So my, yeah, my, I mean, my experience of Oxford has been largely very positive. Uh, my first year was, was quite affected by uh, the pandemic. So that was interesting, but I've had a very nice time. I've met lots of lovely people. I've met you. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not your highlight or anything. Well, you know, I couldn't pick one. I said I wasn't going to make this about our relationship, and so far it's happened twice. Well. Yeah, you know, you're very important to me, Maddie. Oh, I honestly don't know whether to call this Hindsight is a Wonderful Thing or Maddie and George's Therapy Session. Um, it, it can be a subtitle, maybe. Okay, yeah. 
we'll just yeah. hashtag it. Yeah, hashtag it. Hashtag it. <laughs> Get on Twitter. Yeah. Go on. Spread it. Spread the word. How about your course? Could you tell us what classical archaeology and ancient history is? What you've done with it? Uh, a couple of things that people can do it if they don't want to go down quite the same historical route that you have. So it, it's, um, I mean, it, it's an essay-based subject. You don't get examined on on digging things up, but um, you do you do have to go dig something up at some point. But that can be very fun. Um, you get to, it's supposed to be roughly 50-50 split between ancient history, which is uh, essentially everything text-based about, you know, thousands of years ago, and archaeology, which is essentially everything um, material that you can that you can dig up or look at. A lot of choice in what you do, so I've weighted it mostly towards ancient history um, things, but you do have to do a bit of both. And, yeah, no, I, I, it's very interesting, and I would recommend, you know, it's it's good to get a good balance of those kind of art history and political history and culture and religion and, and, and everything, uh, everything you could ask for, really. So it's the kind of degree where you have a lot of variety and choice, because I know there are a lot of degrees at Oxford as well as a lot of other places where it's really quite rigorously structured. I know history is one of them. Um, so it is kind of one where you can you have a lot of free reign over what you do so there are i mean there are certain lists of papers basically which you have to choose a certain number of papers from but across the whole three years there are there are two there are only two papers which everyone has to take and the rest is quite quite up to you which is which is nice you don't necessarily know a lot of other people doing the same work that you're doing at any one time from my memory of it the only other thing you had to do that was mandatory was go on holiday to Sicily. So that doesn't persuade you to take car. I don't really know what does. Yeah, well, I had to go on holiday somewhere. But to be fair, I also had the option of going to uh, Hadrian's Wall. What's wrong with sunny Britain in July? There's nothing wrong with sunny Britain. <laughs> uh, it's the other Britain that isn't so nice. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. I should. We should clarify that you as part of your car degree, get to go on a dig in summer of your first year. Is that right? Yeah, it's supposed to be first year. I went at the end of second because of uh, the pandemic. But normally it'd be end of your first year and it gets funded and you have to do it for two weeks. But if you don't want to go abroad or, or on a dig, you can also do a work in a museum for two weeks. I know which one I choose. Yes, it's all choices, Maddie. That's, the, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. But when one of those choices is the sun, then I'm choosing that. The sun compared to sort of the basement of a museum archive. It's an easy choice for me. But each of their own. We're going to talk a little bit about your experience of applying to Oxford. And I think we should start with what made, what made you choose CAR? Because there are a lot of ancient history based subjects that you can do in Oxford. And other universities as well. This is, we're talking quite Oxford specific, but... There's a, there is a lot of choice. Um, so, car for me, basically, I'm very interested in, in the ancient world. Um, and I went to the... So, Oxford Cambridge share a sort of classics open day every year. And I went to that, and I found out that the car degree exists as basically 
how I saw it, the best way to explore the ancient world um, through yeah, the, the history of it, the politics of it, the, the culture, in a way that classics, which focuses a lot on literature and quite specific sets of literature, um, doesn't really allow you to do. Yeah. And maybe I would have done ancient modern history, but I, yeah, I didn't do history at level and I, I'm not that interested sort of in terms of degree level doing the modern history stuff. So, uh, yeah, car was kind of perfect for me because it, yeah, it, it allows you to really just get stuck into what happens in the ancient world. Yeah. On the back of that, it's probably important to mention the requirements to do car because am I right in thinking that there aren't really any in the same way that, as you say, for AMH, you have to have history? Uh, yeah, no, there, there's, no, there's no subject that they say you have to have done at A-level, um, but they, they recommend that you've done uh, kind of an essay subject, so history or, or English or ancient history or, or something like that. Yeah, or maths and physics and further maths like you did. Well, maths and physics and further math, if you've done an essay subject as well. Oh, yeah, I'm winding you up. Yeah, but I think you know, you're a good example because you can get to lower sixth and have taken what look like all the wrong A-levels to do an essay-based subject at uni, and you know, that's not the case, is it? No, not at all. And, um, yeah, basically, because you have to submit some work for the application, um, you know, I'm not submitting all of my work. I'm just submitting the stuff that I think proves that I can do it. Um, and that's all they really care about. And then beyond that, it, it's, you know, the other A-levels are more about are you capable of doing work and getting good grades? Yeah, you know, you're showing you're smart by getting A-stars in maths or something crazy. Anyway, let's talk about your admissions process. We have kind of spoken about why car over the other things. Why Oxford? Ooh, why Oxford? Um, because I, I guess essentially because it's kind of one of the best unis, really. Um, I, you know, I applied, I applied to other places, but but Oxford was always definitely the top of my list, and it, it's you know it's got the got the name it's got the history it's got the prestige and i was pretty sure that it was going to be a sort of challenging and and satisfying experience i guess what are the various hoops you have to jump through to actually get to being about to graduate three years later um okay so what do you have to do yeah you have to send in two pieces of work which can be just you know pieces of homework from school yeah it's it's important to kind of remind people or tell people that they don't have to be ancient history essays yeah no one's expecting you to to write your own essay in your free time about classical archaeology or ancient history yeah it, it's about you know giving them your best piece of writing yeah it's about showing that you can argue a point and write legibly and um you know, interestingly. Yeah, exactly. So you've you've written two pieces of work. 
you've sent in your personal statement. What kinds of things did you put on your personal statement? On my personal statement, I tried to show basically that I liked both ancient history and archaeology, and I understood the kind of significance of putting them together. I, so I read some books specifically about archaeology, and then I talked about what about them interested me. And I also went on dig in Scotland, which was uh, rainy and muddy, but but fun. And I, yeah, I guess my my main thing was trying to draw these things into showing that I kind of understood certain things about both topics and how they came together. And there were certain things about them which really did interest me. Because it's weird, because the word that everyone tells you to avoid is passionate, but that is ultimately what you're trying to show. You're trying to show the people reading it that you would love nothing more than to actually study this at uni. And you've kind of done all of the, what's the word, supercurricular stuff to show that. Whether that's reading books, you have to actually make sure you've read the books that you put down because they will pull you up on it. Or whether that is standing in wellies in Scotland for a week, digging up coins. Yeah, you've got to show it, but not don't just tell them. Yeah, and I think you've got to find like a couple specific things that really interest you and show that because I'm not interested in everything about ancient history and archaeology and it would be kind of foolish to expect me to do so. Yeah, if you're really interested in some stuff, what it shows the tutors is that they can get you to be really interested in other stuff. And obviously we don't know everything about CAR or AMH when we apply and neither does anyone else. You're, you're exactly right. They want depth, not breadth. Yeah, exactly. Can you compete with these Oxford academics? No. Three years has taught us absolutely not. Give you another year for a master's and then three years for a PhD and then four years of writing books and then maybe come back to us. But that's not happening. So. Interviews. You've done a great personal statement. You've smashed the two pieces of written work and you've been invited to interview George. Probably a good opportunity for us to talk about a, the interview process, but also pooling and applying to various colleges and stuff. Yeah, so you can apply to a college when you when you make your application. I applied to Worcester College because I thought it looked nice and someone at the Classics Open Day was from Worcester and I thought they gave a, an interesting talk. When I got my letter asking me to interview, uh, it said you've been reallocated to Oriel, which I'd never heard of. Um, no, neither. So I... I mean, wherever you end up, ends up being your home. Yeah. And you'll think it's the best college. Yeah, they've all got, you know, pros and cons. But uh, yeah, that's just to make things fairer, because not every college gets the same number of applicants. Yeah, so I, so, and then I interviewed at Oriel. I had an ancient history interview and an archaeology interview. So you had two interviews, and normally with especially humanities interviews, you get given a source beforehand to look at. Did, did you have the same thing? Uh, so for the, the ancient history interview I did, uh, I was given um, probably about five pages um, about this cylinder um, from, from ancient Persia, which had a bunch of um, sources attached to it and interpretations attached to it and also some things about modern treatment of it in Iran which is interesting I had about 30 minutes to deal with that and then um, went into the interview and, and they asked me some questions and they asked me what I thought and it was 
it was kind of a conversation about the material, uh, which I hadn't seen before. I wasn't expected to. But for the archaeology one, I, they didn't give me anything beforehand, but I had, they, they had some pictures printed out. Right. That's kind of the whole nature of the interviews, is that there's not really any preparation you can do for them? Well, I mean, I mean there's, there's preparation that you can do for sort of the way you approach it. Content of the interview you're not expected to have prepared for. Yeah, they're deliberately trying to give you information that you've never heard of before. It's a mock tutorial. You get a reading list, you don't know the information before you've read it. And then you're expected to write an essay on it and have a conversation about it in a tune. And that is, looking back on it now, exactly what an interview is. Yeah, exactly. You're, 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 it's testing your ability to kind of quickly absorb information and form some opinions about it and, and be able to discuss it. How did you prepare for it? So I made sure I was kind of quite good on the things that I'd mentioned in my personal statement in case they asked about them. And they didn't, but they, they could have, especially if maybe you've mentioned something in your personal statement, which is uh, similar to what they were planning to talk about anyway. Yeah. Uh, they'll do it because in their eyes, that's giving you an opportunity to talk about something you're interested in. Um, and also, you know, looked up all the advice online and tried to remain calm. Yeah, they don't intend it to be quite so scary. And they will be there if you can't get an answer out to kind of prompt you or ask you another question and you can repeat you can ask them to repeat it. They are on your side because ultimately they want to try and see people at their best and they know you're going to be nervous. Yeah, well, yeah. So they want to see you uh, adapt, basically, if something goes not necessarily the way you thought it would. So they might challenge you on something. But that's not too. That's not because they think that they're right and you're wrong. That's to see how you react to someone countering your point. They want to see you, you know, change your point or understand the point and argue against that and do something productive with it. Your interviews. You had two at Oriel and one at Somerville, because of yeah. the kind of pooling process where colleges kind of give you as many opportunities as possible. Yeah. So. It's um, some colleges will see your your name on a list and see your application and decide that they also want to interview you. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And did you make friends at interview? Uh, not particularly, but I did, wasn't really trying to. So because there is there is a kind of social life that goes on there. It's not lonely. Oh yeah, no. If if I had wanted to, I definitely could have made friends with people. There were kind of Films on every night in the JCR. Uh, everyone eats together, but I, I kind of just ate with people and then went back to my room and and did a bit of research on who was interviewing me. And and I mean, we don't even know how helpful talking about what the actual in-person interview process is like because they they might not be staying. Oh yeah, it's being decided sort of as we speak. I, I like them to stay in person. I, th I think it gives you quite a good opportunity to see the city and meet people and kind of understand whether it's a place where you'd actually want to be. I think it's definitely for students better to be default in person and have the option of having it online. Exactly. And I think we'll move on to advice now, but if I would have any advice, if they do go to permanent online interviews, it would be to make sure that you have been to open days 
and get to go and have a look around the city and some of the colleges so you know what it feels like because I was apprehensive before applying didn't really know whether I'd fit in there and it's only by going there and kind of wandering around and talking to people that you can get a bit of an idea that oh actually this is somewhere that I could be yeah and I mean especially if you get reallocated like yeah if I hadn't gone to the interview I would have no idea what Oriel looked like the offer yeah if they do decide to go online we can always do another one of these kind of chatting about what we think of online interviews and you know advice to help people deal with them moving on to advice what advice would you have for people applying to car my basic advice would be appreciate and get in your mind that it is a degree about archaeology and ancient history which maybe i didn't appreciate quite enough when i was applying yeah understand that you can lean one way or the other but you will be doing quite a lot of both and that's an exciting thing and yeah get it get it kind of positive in your in your mind and then reflect that in your application that you understand that how about do you have any advice when it comes to having a social life because oxford is a really high pressure environment and i think there is the stereotype that it's quite difficult to have fun and manage the workload. Yeah, I think yeah, it's quite easy to think that because you've got quite a lot of work, you just need to stay in your room and work all the time. But everyone's doing roughly the same amount of work. So spending time with other people in the kitchen or uh, you know at a pub or just in people's rooms, and maybe while you're doing that, you're working, but you're kind of with other people. You will you will appreciate that you know there is time to to just hang out with people you really quickly find a routine and it's more manageable than it might seem yeah you'll find when you have time to take a day off or an evening off i guess it can be quite easy to get into a routine of i do all my work in my room and then maybe i go out and eat yeah and then that can be quite hard to break out of yeah but not possible to break out of no definitely not What other advice would you have for people in their application process? I would say, yeah, sort of similar to earlier, make sure that you're going deep, focusing on a few things, well, a few things that interest you and not trying to say everything you can possibly think of. And also don't stress about it too much. Yeah, have fun. It's a really great place to be and it's amazing and impressive to get to any stage of applying and remember that. To round up, hindsight. It's 2020. It's 2020. You're applying. No, you've finished applying. You're arriving. You're going to do car. Looking back over your three years, is there anything you would change? Um, not really. I might change my attitude slightly and be more open to the archaeology aspect, but I don't regret any of the real choices. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. So, big question. The question, after all of this, given that, George, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Would 17-year-old you apply to do car? Yes, I, I definitely would. Yeah. And would you recommend current 17-year-olds to apply for car at Oxford? 
if they're if they're interested in the ancient world and they're not necessarily interested in learning a language, then I would definitely recommend applying. Yeah, great. So, it's nearly time to say goodbye. But before we leave you, we will summarise the pieces of advice that George had about applying to CAR, about being at Oxford, and CAR in general. George, advice when it comes to applying. We were talking about interviews. Yeah, uh, interviews, I'd say don't stress too much about the content and try and keep, keep it cool. Keep it cool. and. Personal statement? Personal statement, go, go deep, not wide. <laughs> Personal statement, go deep, not wide. And car, advice for people taking car, would it be understand and appreciate the uh, amount of archaeology in the degree? Um, well, yeah, I'd say, I'd say appreciate both sides and how they come together and the good, th- the good bits of both. Yeah. And Oxford. Your advice for being in that kind of stressful situation, how to make friends and have an enjoyable time while being there. Um, remember that you're young and you can afford to take some time to, to enjoy it. And that's it. There's not really much more to say. And there's a lot more we can say, but we could easily make this a two-hour podcast if we really tried. We just had a massive discussion about how to say goodbye without sounding like complete idiots, and this was George's approach to it. Thanks, bye. Yep, short and not so sweet. I could do a heartfelt, extensive monologue, but we're going to meet halfway in between. All that's left for us to say is good luck, thank you so much for listening, and we wish you all the best with your application or current studies. And we'll see you next time. I've been Maddie. And I've been George. Thanks a lot. And hindsight's been a wonderful thing. <laughs>